A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to a new a new season, we'll say, yeah. of uh, the Small Machine Talks. I'm I'm here with uh, my co-host. I'm Amanda Earl, and I'm here with my co-host, A.M. Kozak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new season of the Small Machine Talks. Okay, so let's talk about recent events. Aaron, what what were you at in the, since our last podcast? Okay, so it was a bit of a slower month for events, as everyone realizes, being December. The first one I'll mention was not a poetry event. I saw um, a band called Black Denim at Bar Robo. It was like a funk hip-hop band with like a singer and a, and a rapper. And it was like, I don't know, there's like 12 people on this tiny Bar Robo stage. If you've been to Bar Robo, you can imagine <laughs> yeah. how cramped it was. But it was... It was a lot of fun, so I wanted to I wanted to mention it, it was a good environment. Um, the other event, another event I was at was a well, I was at the tree reading series that I performed at. Yeah, you, you, you were, um, yeah. I won't talk too much about that, um, but it was the last event at um, Gallery One Hundred and One for right. Tree. That's right. So I'm very happy to have. Uh, to have been part of that. You I shut was, the place down. There yeah, you. I did the in in June. I performed at the last EW reading series in Toronto too. Mm-hmm. And I'm so uh, if you're inviting me to perform uh, at your reading <laughs> series, I might yeah, it might be no longer after I'm there. Am <laughs> Kozak is a closer. I really yeah. wanted to make it to that, Aaron. That's Which one, maybe tree? one. Yeah, maybe that's one of my my wish list ones. I wish I could have made, made it to that. What What about it? Did you want to attend, uh, Claire? Well, I wanted to see you read. It was this, and I'm sure you'll get to this. The like. Chris and Marilyn's reading. Yeah, oh, the, the sawdust, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the sawdust, sawdust reading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I went to that. And Mar- um, you went to that too, Amanda, right? Yes, yes. Was it that was, the sawdust? It was packed. There were a lot yeah, of people there. Yeah, it was there. packed. I was sitting on the floor, I think, at one point. Yeah. I was like sitting in the other room because I couldn't fit oh, in. Oh, so fun. It was a lot of fun. There was some, uh, some, some Toronto Every- folks were there too because they were yep. around for... Katrina Wright was yeah, there. Katrina oh, Wright cool. was there yeah, yeah. and her partner. I haven't yep. seen her in a while. Yeah, yeah, so we had drinks. It was fun. Um, it was fun. The readings, uh, yeah, they were. Uh, there was a um, the uh, winner of the poem off was David Collins, I think mm-hmm. his name was, and he read um, uh, uh, some of his work was rhyming. It was very witty. It was it was a lot of fun. So he was the opener, and then yeah, then Marilyn. Um, it's it's such a a weird experience in some ways, and also a very like it's a different experience when you see your friends uh, perform and in, in in the case of some of the the work that Marilyn and Chris did works that I've uh, I've seen in earlier forms and then right, seeing them yeah, perform yeah. it it's very um I was very touched I was yeah, very very yeah. emotional that night Me uh, too, seeing them perform yeah, yeah. And, what was it what was it like um, did they do stuff together? They did not do things no. together. That surprised me actually because they did a workshop yeah. on collaboration and they have done work together. So I was expecting at any moment Chris to jump in yeah, on Marilyn's performance too, or Marilyn to jump in on Chris. No, okay. but they had separate. They had separate they, forms. They, uh, it's the it's one of the best I've seen both of them actually. They both I really agree. had their Marilyn really was her, Marilyn was her, so amazing. Her the things that she does really well mm. like she really tapped into that her, her voice. timing yeah, is her very timing is really good. good i've never seen her read like i yeah, love really? her, her no i've i never have and i loved loved so much her chapbook yeah. um the, the blue blue, blue, blue there yeah. that was shortlisted for the bp nickel yeah award i 
it gets so great. It's one of my favorite things I've read all year, I think. Oh, that's great. And, um, but I've never seen her read. And She's I've never a, seen Chris read either. Oh, and never I've never seen, seen you read. read. I and to. he was really good too. Like What yeah. I really love were those, um, he did these, um, he had done, taken a bunch of BuzzFeed quizzes and, oh, yeah. and they were really weird quizzes <laughs> and they were weird as fuck. And then on top of that, he um, he Google translated them and back translated them a bunch of times. And But they ended up making a kind of interesting autobiographical sense somehow. Yeah, I thought weird. He, he put on yeah. a, he's been incorporating more into his performances lately, more, I guess, I'm not sure if it's, if I'd say interactive, but he put a picture of like evil Kermit on the wall. I couldn't see things. what that was at oh, all. It was evil Kermit. <laughs> Uh, like naturally the, you've seen the meme maybe if you've on the internet there's like there's like one kermit and then there's like the evil kermit <laughs> like with like the hood unfortunately over i have and, not seen uh, i haven't either i'm sure you have Anyways, oh it's like where he looks like he's like a sith lord or something yes, oh yeah, exactly yeah. It. he okay. put that on the wall um behind him as he Sweet. was uh performing um i didn't know what it was i was like i'm short and i have i have my eyesight wasn't as good as i'd like it to be so i just saw blurry things going up and oh they must mean something yeah. <laughs> did he read from his new frog hollow he did, he he read, did and he, he sold yeah. some copies of his frog hollow yeah. um yeah he didn't read didn't read the poem that mentions me but oh well next time <laughs> he never mentioned me in any of his poems so you well, know you gotta, yeah you, you, that's it i don't I, I don't read that's how it goes but uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a good event and also they um marilyn and chris were uh, raising money for an organization right. called the white helmets yes and i guess these are are, are people who are just uh, civilians who go into syria and uh, rescue people who are being bombed and stuff like that they had and they made baked goods that were divine for us to buy for the for this so this was all i was you know the sawdust has such a lovely environment it always feels yep. so welcoming there were lots of people at the open mic it was a huge open mic it was a lot of fun i did not win the door prize this time i haven't won for the last two times i don't know what's going on i've lost my mojo so were but you anyway, winning it was a great, all the time I, I oh yeah i, yeah. I, I had there's a whole story about me winning everything I asked for <laughs> so it's at uh, Sawdust. I, I have shot glasses in the cupboard. We could have whiskey out of it at some point. Yeah, sawdust, I would recommend going to at some point just it's for... It's excellent. The space, open yeah. mic's always really good too. The yeah. environment's really good. It's our own space upstairs and we have like a bartender there who's really Reese good. Reese is very yeah, good. Yeah, anytime I go, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fun. So, I mean, it's, it's a very welcoming series. Yeah, you've been to Sawdust before. That's where I met you actually. Oh, yeah. 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 I haven't been many times. No. I no. was like getting going to events and then school got crazy. Yes. But this is my new 2017 plan. Resolution I'll, I'll see you guys there. Events. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. And and the other one I went to, uh, I guess, was uh, the Peter F. Yacht Club um, Christmas party annual regatta reading. There were 10 readers. Uh, Stephen Brockwell was a co-host with Rob McLennan. It was it was um, it's never a re it's more of a social event than it is a reading. The Peter F. Yacht Club has been around for uh, numerous years. I don't know how long it's, 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 it predates my involvement with poetry. So it must be, have been a while mm -hmm. in the early aughts, I guess. And, um, and it started off as uh, just a workshop group and they would meet and talk about poetry. And then they start to do a publication. The name, name comes from a pillow that Rob found on one of the members, uh, in the lobby of her building or something. That's that's how the whole name started. And and it's a good it's it, it put out public he puts out publications every once in a while. Sometimes there are editors. I edited one uh, issue 
uh, the uh, anarchist issue, and I'm very proud of that issue. It's, it was a lot of fun to do. I got someone to. Uh, I read something in Juxtapose magazine and okay, got. Okay, you both read it. I just read. Huh? I just saw you both read it. Well, I didn't. I you was didn't read tethered it. to my desk, finishing you, a yeah, oh, so that's I right. had to bail. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I did read last year though, but yeah, so, that's, I didn't read last year. So I, for some reason, I wasn't there last year. I, I rarely miss them. I'm surprised that I wasn't there last year. But uh, yeah, but it's, it's fun. I mean, people bring uh, squares, and you know, you, you eat treats, and it's a, it's a lovely chance to catch up and socialize. And there's a little bit of poetry. I don't really remember much about the poetry. Marilyn read. I read Rob and Stephen Rockwell read. Um, uh, Roland Prevo read, so did his wife Janice Tokar, and, and there, there were other people who read too, but I don't remember. Francis, yeah. I think, yeah. was there. Francis yeah. read, yes. Um, Francis Boyle. And that was her first time reading there, apparently, as part of PFYC, so yeah, it's because she's usually away, I think. But uh, and, yeah, it was a nice way. It was on December 29th, so for those of us who were, you know, who don't go away yet. for the holidays or, uh, you know, and it was the crazy weather. It was all snowy and wild. Yeah, it was so. the blizzard day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I think well, we had, it was still a fantastic turnout. Some people were there and didn't read. Like Monty Reed was there and Pearl Peary was there, but they didn't read. Pearl brought excellent uh, chocolate brownies, Pearl and Brian. So that's what I remember best about that reading myself. And what about you? There's something that you attended and were part of Claire. I'm, I'm, I'm gesturing with my radio voice to Claire. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, like I keep saying, I was kind of stuck um, doing mostly school-related yeah. stuff um, these past few months. But I did um, attend and participate in this really great um, visual poetry exhibition. Of, and Amanda's work was part of that exhibition. Um, the 21st century visual poetry, and it included work um, from Derek Bullier, Gary Barwin, uh, Joanna Drucker, Amanda, Kevin Eckhoff, um, Michelle Provost. So um, cool. it was great. It was um, in the lobby of the English department at University of Ottawa. Okay. And uh, there were just little stalls set up and each uh, student uh had chosen one artist to talk about. I was talking about Amanda and people would come by and we would answer questions and show their work and mm -hmm. kind of explain what visual poetry is, I guess. And so who stopped by? Like, did, 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 was it mostly students stopping by? Or? Yeah, lots of professors, lots of students. Oh, some, a lot of professors brought their classes. So a lot of undergrad really? classes. Um, so some students who had never seen visual poetry yeah. before. It was really cool. It's mind blowing. When, the first, when you first experience it, it's like, you can do that? You're allowed to do that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, that's how I felt when I first started. It's yeah, it was really great. And this was all put on by um, Robert Stacy, um, a professor in the department. And yeah, I think he's really making an effort to try to, uh, you know, get this type of exciting stuff happening um, in the department. So I still remember in 2008, he organized, he was the organizer of the Postmodernism Conference, yeah. and that blew my mind. I met Robert Croach. Oh, I, I see Dennis pictures Cooley. from that. It looks so cool. Oh, it was so much fun. And uh, I mean, I and he, in that case, um, he invited members of the sort of literary community to be part of the, of the, um, the like to, to you know to attend that's the word i'm looking for i remember making a drinking game every time words like hegemony came up it was a lot of fun <laughs> there was a lot it's of been drunk, yeah. eh? we were really drunk i think <laughs> but no it was it was interesting there was also a public reading at the atomic rooster and uh oh it was a fred Walred. there were a lot of interesting um well, and there was another event at the avant-garde oh yeah it was a really good time i hope i know there's a robert croach conference coming up in the in uh, 2017 in the 
free. Yeah, yeah, yep. that'll be. I, I think I'm going to be working with Robert on that. I, I hope, hope that yeah. there's some kind of uh, public uh, involved. At least I, I would like to go to any public reading, and so I'm putting my oar in now just to okay. say, invite me if I'm allowed yeah. to go. Yeah. So, uh, any other recent events? No. Did you want to talk about the? Uh, I don't have any on my wish list. So well, let me just let me just just stop. So, events wish list. Okay, so do you have anything on your... I wished to go to nothing. I was <laughs> successful in going to everything I wished to go to in wow, December. Wow, Santa, you were a good boy for I Santa. Was. You got everything you wanted. Okay, I'll, then I will list the two things. I was not a good girl for Santa, so therefore I have things on my wish list that were not fulfilled. But uh, So in Toronto, there's um, Robin Richardson, poet Robert Richardson, gives a, um, a workshop called The Unsympathetic Voice in Poetry. And mm. uh, I, I find that idea very interesting. Um, so she, I guess the, the, the last, the most recent one is happening today day and it was $50 and it had uh, six spots maximum and this is she wrote uh, in the North American Review she wrote this about uh, she wrote a little um, she wrote an essay about the article about this uh, the unsympathetic voice in poetry courage clarity truth uncertainty and I'll put the link up to the article but she says the unsympathetic writer is concerned in a JFK sort of way less with what the poem can do for her and more with what she can do for the poem and thus for the reader the unsympathetic poet enters into the frightening terror of writing the truth of who she is and sees regardless of the acceptable or admirable norms she'll find approval in. When we enter into this realm of unsympathetic, we sacrifice our desired self-image in order to provide what very few do, truth. When we write without the censorship inherent in a ploy for likability, we are free, admittedly frighteningly so, frightening so, to show those things so few ever see, to add to the richness and diversity of the human experience. We promote empathy through exposure to those whose perspectives differ from our own writing while creating a haven in which those readers who resemble us find solace in the knowledge that they are not alone. That really resonates with me right now because I'm currently writing poems about entering menopause and I feel embarrassed and ashamed to share them because it sounds like I'm an old lady and nobody likes old ladies. And so, you know, that's that's the sort of, um, I feel like I have to face the fact that maybe my poems won't be as popular. Like I was thinking I shouldn't read poems like that in, at, in words because, you know, they're about being old and, you know, no one will care. Yeah. I know, and that's the stupid, that's the bad voice talking because that's not really the way it is because people have, you know, all kinds of things they experience in life. Right. And I think there's something to be said for reading the audience and at least taking into consideration. Agreed, work, agreed, yeah. Uh, it can be a conscious choice. No, I will make this audience uncomfortable because I think this is an important thing to talk about. Well, and but the thing is, the question is, you're also making yourself uncomfortable. Right. And sometimes it's easier to write things that are not hard on you to share. And, and sometimes it's like with with um, therapy too. Sometimes uh, there are moments when you can share things or even think about things for yourself and sometimes you have to wait. I mean, I have other things I've written about in the past that... Um, were hard to write about, and it, it took me years to write about some of those subjects. So you know, if it's the right time, but I, I just love this idea anyway. I, that's that's one thing on my wish list. So yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, put up the, the link. Ploy for likability. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, mm -hmm. and so and good. Mm -hmm. Have you ever sat down and, and maybe when you're editing your work, looked at it in the terms of oh. This isn't gonna. This is a bit unpleasant to think. Or, you know, like I sometimes think that. Like, maybe I shouldn't be. You know, bringing these subjects. Sometimes a voice will say that. You know, it's a, to me, it's like after I press submit and send something to a yes, journal, and then after. you read it out of like out of your Word doc and sort of like in. 
that submittable viewfinder yeah. and you're like, oh my God, is this what I'm like? I'm I'm insufferable. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. So maybe this gives you permission to be insufferable. Anyway, I think this would be a great I understand these workshops. I I think they are monthly. We'll have to check. But and Robert Robin Richardson, I, I should have put her bio here, but I'll I'll it, it should be in the link to she's she's uh, written uh, at least three books, I believe, and uh, I have at least one of them and so uh, that's it. And my other, um, this is more of my blue sky um, wish list. Is um, on on um, September third, nineteen fifty one. There was something. Uh, there was a Venetian that ball. Is quite blue sky. I told you. <laughs> I love this. This I, is great. I, so invited by the Count of Monte Cristo with guests including Salvador Dali, Christian Dior, Orson Welles, with some of the costumes designed by Pierre Cardin. For goodness sakes, the host wore scarlet robes and a long curling limb, and his normal height, five feet six inches, was raised a full sixteen inches by platform shoes. Leonor Fini, who I'd never heard of until this point, the forgotten Bohemian queen of the Paris art wore a black angel costume and so like who wouldn't want to be there although I hate parties normally so but if I could time travel to 1951 uh, a decade before I was born I, I I don't know I think this would be a really interesting sounds like an interesting event yeah and, and like it sounds like that Leonore yeah she's Feeney, interesting that because you often write poems that kind yeah. of adopt um, yeah. A female character. She might That's be. It. That might be a poem in the making. Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid of writing more of those because I feel like I've already written about a lot of um, sort of women who who uh, who were sort of obscure Bohemian libertines. So I, I feel or, or have become obscure. But she sounds so fascinating, mm-hmm. and, and she she was uh, she was a painter who was uh, she was one of Max Ernst's lovers along with Leonora Carrington. There were threesomes. Like she's just a fascinating badass woman. I I love those kind of people. So I just I. Even just to meet her, that would be my blue sky event. So I think that's all we have for for those events. I think you're right. Upcoming events. What you have a, an event, Claire, that you uh, mentioned to us that's taking place on the twelfth. What? Not you, your event, but you meant you've seen an event that you. Yeah, some pals were sharing with me um, this event. Uh, that's the Ottawa launch of Kai Cheng Tom's new book, Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars: A Dangerous Trans Girl's Confabulous Memoir, sounds which sounds great. pretty confabulous. Yeah. So. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds interesting. And uh, Kay has written I, I, in Plenitude. I've read, uh, I've read oh. um, poems. Yeah, we've um, talked about before here, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it says uh, that they also have um, a book of poetry with. I'm trying to look for what the publisher is, but I can't find it right now. Yeah. My, my, my two uh, fellow podcasters both have their laptops open. <laughs> I have sheets of paper. This is this is our world. But that's so that's at Venus Envy. Yeah, Venus Ottawa, Envy. on January 12th. Yeah. And I, I can't remember. I think they often their doors open at seven or seven thirty. Yeah, it's a seven thirty to nine. Yeah, that's it. And it's always mm-hmm. a very warm, welcoming place, mm-hmm. too. So uh, highly recommended. I also believe it's accessible and the washrooms yeah. are accessible. So it's a good place. January 17th, uh, yes. Blue Mondays. Yes. Um, so the feature is uh, another co-editor of Inwards, Barar Arar. Um, if you've ever seen her perform, I would recommend it. She's uh, very captivating for, for the audience. She also runs a she also runs a podcast as well called, I think, The Watering Hole. I did not know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to uh, get the link from you. Uh... Yep, yep. I will uh, send it along. So yeah, Blue Mondays. Once a month at a new Evo's campus there. Cafe Nostalgica? Yep. The new Cafe Nostalgica. I call it because I was around for the old one. So are you? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, we were definitely. there. You and were running Blue Mondays out of it. Yes, Sean. Okay. Sean more than and I started that uh, freaking seven years ago now. Yeah, she, but it's now it's blue. Is it still happening on Tuesdays now? Yeah, they kept the name Blue Monday. See, listen, I told Sean this the time. Like, <laughs> if we're going to call it something like on a day of the week, it's very limiting. But anyway, it's fine. I think it's neat that it's actually on Tuesday. It's rebelling against the calendar. I'm all, I'm yeah. in favor of having... Dying with the calendar. Yeah, like I think I think that's great. I think we should call it like this year something other than 2017. Why the heck do we have to do that? They also have music with their... Yeah, with they have music and, too. And they have an open mic as well. They, and they do have an open mic as well, that's yes. Good. Um... So I have, I also have, um, what's, what's your next event, Amanda? Uh, we moved to Toronto for Hot Sauce Words with Banu Zan and, and tribute readings from Michael Fraser, Ian French, Georgia Wilder, Al, oh, a bunch of people, Ali Ibrahimi, Jacqueline Valencia, and Charles C. Smith. That's, it, it takes place the third Tuesday of each month, and it's moved to the supermarket, 7.30 p.m. I've read at the supermarket. They normally oh, yeah. feature two poets, usually one female, one male. A short open mic opens the show, but then they... In, initiate a vibe that makes it unique among Toronto's many reading series. We are always looking for uniqueness. They have a, the first difference is they have something called Give Me a Line. So the host, James Stewart, encourages the audience to call out their favorite lines and metaphors after each poet reads. Oh, that's so neat. You could do that. You could do that. You could steal that from them for... Well, normally, of, sometimes I'll do that with like my my friend, people I know after, like, I really like that line. Or yeah, like no, that I do stuff something. like that too, but it would be interesting to have people call them out. Yeah, I okay. think I'd be afraid now. I'm glad I've already featured it inwards twice because you know, it's not going to happen right. in the near future. <laughs> okay, the most unique attribute, according to the website, is the poetry theme challenge. At the beginning of the show, James reads two poems on a similar theme from well-known poets and announces the writing challenge for the evening. Pens and index cards are supplies before the show starts. Audience members have the duration of the show to write a poem on those index cards. Those who choose to enter the challenge are invited on a stage at the end of the show to perform their poems on stage. The audience votes on secret ballots for best poem and best performance. Many poems that started in the poetry theme challenge have gone on to be published. This is all hot sauce words, eh? This is all this hot sauce. a very dynamic event there. It, it sounds like. fun. You yeah. know that dynamic is the word of the year. I've heard it about six times in the in the past week and I, I've been thinking about how la one year it was penultimate and now it's dynamic. So. <laughs> Alright, what was the 2016 was surreal. Oh yeah, I think like 2016 was just in the toilet. Dynamic. But uh, yeah, uh, so they celebrate community, and encourage the appreciation of poetry by featuring some of the best poets in the country, as we all, everyone, is serious us, and building on their energy to create new poetry in an inclusive, fun atmosphere. And they are in their 11th year. Wow. So that's look at my weird typos in that one. Yes, okay, that's 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 Toronto, and January 7th. What was the date? That was January 17th. Oh, okay, onward. The 18th. Um, yes. Sawdust. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about this one? Michael Morola, who I, I don't know his poetry, but no, he's he's a, um, he's not from here. He's from outside of Ottawa, maybe Toronto, and he, he is part of uh, Guernica, the publisher. So, oh, is he? Yeah, so okay. that will be an interesting event. And TBA, because uh, that person gets to read frequently at Sawdust until we know <laughs> who won the poem off. And I the judge, I guess, this time around with Chris in Maryland. So yeah. that will be interesting to see who... Who um, who they choose? I've been when I, I was a feature, so I got to be a judge for this contest, and it was such a great experience. You judge blind, so you don't see the the work, and uh, there were some really great there was some really great work. I remember I picked um, um, the work of. Uh, 
Fiona, whose last name Mitchell. I Mitchell, thank you. And she's a byword selector, but I'd never ever read her poems, and so I got to got to pick her work. And then I didn't show up for her event, so that's <laughs> classic move on my part. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, looks like there's you have some other ones here for the 18th. Yeah, on the 18th. Cities. Yeah, really. And actually, this one would be on my on my wish list too, probably uh, next time around in Toronto. There's the 1,000 Birds launch with Lillian Nekakov and 25 guest poets reading her tweet length poems. And this is a, a Pen Canada fundraiser, also taking place at the Super market at 7 p.m. Uh, now she's been tweeting she she tweeted uh, I think it was 2015 to 2016 a thousand um, poems about birds that were really fun and weird poem quirky poems and she's a she's a very interesting poet she has a um, books out with various I think Mansfield Press especially so her her work is uh, is quite fun and, and she can be dark and interesting yeah, I really like hers then there's uh, we go to London Ontario not London England and there's Poetry London has an event with Nyla Matuk and uh, Michael Pryor at the London Public Library they also have a workshop beforehand which I haven't seen it other outside of Ottawa a lot of reading series so the what they do is they discuss the featured poets works and mm -hmm. participants are in encouraged to bring a poem to workshop. So that's 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 on the 18th. And on the 19th yeah. in Toronto is uh, the Words on Stages um, parenthetical issue 17 launch with uh, Chris Johnson's going to be going for that. Yeah. As well as Jacqueline Valencia, we've also mentioned already today, and David B. Goldstein, whose work I'm not familiar no, with me at either. this moment, but maybe in the future I will be. That's right. And that's at the Central. Yeah. I think they have a lot of events there. I've heard a lot they about do. the Central. I have remember. You ever, I've never been there. Have you? No, what? I haven't. But yeah. that actually sounds great with Jacqueline and Chris. Yeah. That'd be I wish Jacqueline would come to Ottawa and read. Maybe she will. We Maybe. tried to get her to come for the right. Canthius issue two um, launch, but she didn't. We can't. It's we a bit can. of a trek. It yeah, is a bit of a trek. Uh, yeah, that'll be. I remember. I remember in Susanna Darewitz's poem, one of her poems, she mentions the central when she was reading. That's in, uh, right. Ottawa, that's, she had a poem about it. Uh, it must be where the poets hang out. Because it's central, like, yeah, and, and we and this poetry podcast is exploring the poems of Central, central Canada yeah, and right. beyond. So we should go we to should the central. Go to the central and get some free drinks or something. Yeah, that's to right. Record on site. Perfect. <laughs> um, the same night, uh, January 19th, there's the Carleton Community Performance Night where there's going to be uh, poetry by yours truly huh. and some visual art and stuff like that. Uh, it starts at, it, performances start at 8 at the Carleton University Art Gallery. I didn't know they were going to have poetry, so that I, it's not on the calendar uh, yet. I Byward's might calendar be yet. the only one at the moment. Soul poet. poet. Uh, I think they're going to. I think they're trying to get some more, but there's going to be music and uh, visual artists. Cool. Well, I'll put it if you're if you once once there's a literary aspect, I put that on the Byward's perfect, calendar. Perfect. So we'll put it on. And on the twentieth, uh, Lips Slam in Perth. Lips is uh, like the Lanark. Um, there's a, a group in the Ottawa Valley. Basically, that they have a poetry slam, spoken word event, and so it's happening on the twentieth. And the place I've forgotten, but it's in Perth, and it's on the Bywords.ca calendar. Also on the twentieth, um, the Hard House Review is launching their winter supplement in Toronto at uh, King's College. Does that make right? Anyways, right there. somewhere there in is, Toronto, there's a, a lot of readers. There is a King's College in Toronto. <laughs> right, so there. I've uh, recently I've been hearing more and more about the Hart House uh, review. Um, yeah. Some some Toronto writers who I like are, are publishing in it, so it's uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I saw it for the first time. I didn't even know that that existed, but when I was at Meet the Presses, um, oh, right. I walked by and noticed there was a lot of great people in the new issue. And I yeah. think it was. I mean, I went to. I started off at U of T. Um, 
back in the Stone Age, but had to leave because it was too hard for me. So, but uh, I think I remember there was a Hart House review at the time. I spent a lot of time at Hart House. That's what they said. It was quite old. But yeah, I, I only I noticed it, I think, because um, Nicole Brewer, who runs yeah. Parenthetical, I think, yeah. had work in there. And um, she writes, like, very interesting prose work. Is, I yeah. couldn't figure out. I was looking at their... their um, calls for submission i couldn't figure out whether you had to be uh you don't um, I okay asked. yeah you have t you can submit to them Good. they have a they have a call for submissions coming up too i think uh yeah, the 22nd they, or do. something i don't think i have it on because i i, I oh let's do the 22nd there you go people well, will find it there we go that's that's going to be our motto from now on people <laughs> will find it. find it i might even put up a link who knows there we go all right so and, and then the 24th is my next date i have one of the 23rd oh, there you go. also you... in toronto facilitate run by joey Annie. Oh, um, uh, 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 he's featuring uh, they're featuring shima resi who's uh whose work i uh, she runs something called co-runs something called i think like oh, i'm gonna get this wrong like Death's Cookie Soup Press or oh, something. Oh, that's Death what that is. Press I've heard that. Yeah, that's it's something a great like name. that. Anyways, it'll. It's got death and cookies and soup. Yeah, in it. yeah. It's got it's some combination of those words, I believe. Uh, we'll, we'll find it and put the link it's up. It's a very interesting uh, endeavor, I'll say. So I'd, I'd I'd be quite interested in in that event and and uh, mm -hmm. facilitates always uh, sounds like very interesting things happen happen there. No one writes to the colonel in Toronto. That's a place. I looked that up. I was yeah, like, okay, is, yeah. that's an interesting name for a, a, a bar or whatever it is. It's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the 24th is Another Tree with uh, Derek Webster and Rocco de Giacomo. So, uh, and then Urban okay. Legends also has an event that night with Holly Painter. And that is apparently is live on Elgin, 5.30. And then the yellow in Montreal, we have the Yellow Door, where a number of writers, including former Ottawa and Jeffrey Mackey, Oh, I'm, this is I've put this in green, so it's hard to see. Ahab Lotayef and uh, Canadian Egypt and Canadian Egyptian poet, and there are a lot of other poets there. And the Yellow Door is a series that's been going on for a long time in Montreal. So oh, yeah, that's uh, yes. Good to know. Um, Next, January twenty fifth, there is very excited to launch a chapbook of Sarah Macdonald's mm. chapbook uh, that I've been. I am very pleased to be uh, the editor of. I'm working. We've been working very hard over the past few months on it. Is and this her lithium? Her lithium body so project. Great. I am so excited to read this. It's very good. If I'm, if I'm I've I've seen earlier drafts. And do, you, do you know that the, the night that she read was the first time I'd ever I'd ever met Sarah and heard her read, and I was so blown away. And Erin was talking to her for a while, and then I came over and talked to her for a while. And by the time I talked to her, they were already talking chapbook. So I, I already wanted to publish it for Angel House Press. Right you gotta move. He's so fast, man. You can't even. But so we have like this this now, like we have to compete in Ottawa for publishing talented writers because. <laughs> really, but anyway, I'm really pleased for her, and she just had a poem in in uh, Bywords. Uh, oh yeah. So yes. So. Um, yeah, that's. I'm very excited for that. It's uh, we're gonna start at eight thirty, and opening for her is Liam uh, Burke. Oh, Liam. Uh, yeah, he's going to be opening for... He's one of the organizers? Uh, yeah, of uh, Sawdust. Yeah, I haven't heard him read in, in a long time, actually. So yeah, so we'll be there, and we're going to have a musician, and I, f I forget who, though, so... There'll be, yeah. there'll be music, there'll be music. Will there be a live mic. painter? There will not be because... <laughs> a dead um, painter? <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Um, Maybe a live poet? <laughs> there's, um, in Sarah's book, there's uh, illustrations, um, so we're going to uh, hopefully put some of the illustrations on, on the wall instead of having a live painter right. that night. So it'll be like a visual component, but it won't be a live painting. So we'll try that out and then come back to the live painter in the future. This is going to be so great. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I ho I'll have to I'll have to have it. Well, 8.30 is a little bit earlier, so maybe I don't have to have yeah. a nap and beforehand. Maybe I can stay up this time. Oh, yeah, beer so instead. And you're getting closer and closer to starting at actual 
times. Yes, yes, I've been pushing Post-time. earlier and earlier uh, <laughs> at the clock tower in the Glebe. So. Excellent. January 26th in Waterloo, Carolyn Smart will read at St. Jerome's College at the University of Waterloo as part of their Journeys Volume 2 series. And she's had a number of books with Brick Books out, so she'll be interesting. Um, also on the 26th Speakeasy Reading Series in Toronto, um, Jess Taylor is going to be performing. Um, she's a poetry and fiction writer. I think yeah. mostly known for, especially known for her fiction. Really good writer, so if you're around, I would uh, recommend checking that out. In Toronto on the 27th, we have uh, uh, Gwen Benaway's launch of her of, uh, her book, Passages, with uh, Vivek Shreya, Briar Rose, and Jia Qing Yang at the Glad Day Bookshop. The uh, 28th yes. in Ottawa is the Ottawa Water launch at the Carlton Tavern, issues 13 at 7 p.m. Yeah, I'll be reading. I'll be reading too. Oh, yay. There we go. <laughs> Are you reading, Claire? I'm not reading, no. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I think I was in the last issue of Ottawa. Oh, yeah, that's where yeah. every two years. Yeah, yeah. we're all alternate yeah. uh, years. That's it. And then the next thing I have, the last thing I have, uh, do you have anything between the 28th and the 30th? Um, no, I just the have the last thing I have is poetic that's intentions. That's right. So there you go. Which is, uh, I don't remember what the theme is this time. There is a theme this time. Uh, I'll, um, the, there's a Facebook uh, event, so uh, check that out. It's at Chez Lucien. It starts at 9. Okay. Yeah, what is one of Poetic these... Intentions? I've so, never heard uh, it, that uh, it, um, yeah, it, uh, Basically, they give you a theme, and it's all basically open mic basics. The theme this you... month is letters. Oh, letters. There you go. Meaning oh. like letters, the correspondence, or letters as in the alphabet? or. This month's theme is letters, all caps. So it could be either. It could <laughs> yeah. be either. You could write an abecedarian poem to someone. That mm-hmm. would be a letter to you know, letter letter lettered letter. But <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so you write to a theme. Poem. You have a few minutes only. I don't know whether it's five. I went so lo- a long time ago. Uh, I can't remember the name of the organizer. Uh, I do know her, uh, Tia, but uh, she had, uh, has gone by another name sometimes on Facebook. So sometimes I get mixed up. But she, yeah, she. Um, in fact, we, we've had her perform for by where she's a musician as well. So uh, it was it used to be at the Avant Garde for a while, I think, a long time ago in the early aughts. And it's a really interesting series if you can stay out that late. Too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's late. It's nine yeah, o'clock on a Monday. And Chez Lucien is a great uh, place. It is a great location. They I say love Chez three minutes or less for your performances. There you go. Cool. Yeah, so that's um, that's, that's all we got up. for, for January. All right. Next uh, subject is current or recent reads. Claire, what have you read recently or currently are reading now? Well, aside from articles um, for school, I actually I just bought at Meet the Presses. I brought I bought Aaron Wunker's um, notes from a feminist killjoy. Great, I've been Great. hearing lots of good things. Yeah, yeah, that, right? and I actually, like the t-shirts. <laughs> I know I want one so badly. Um, yeah, because I actually for school I had been reading a bunch of um, Sarah Ahmed's um, essays, which is where the feminist killjoy thing comes yeah, from. Yeah, right, right. So I, um, I picked up Aaron's book and I'm looking forward to reading that. So I guess that's not a current read. That's like a hopefully I'll start in the next couple of days read. <laughs> um, I also, you know, you get your lit journals to the door that I kind of have been putting in a pile. And so I'm sort of starting to tackle those. <laughs> and um, one that I got recently was the Slow Poetry in America newsletter Ooh. that I really enjoy getting. This one is um, a poem by Fan Wu. So that's a cool thing to get in the mail that I suggest people sign up for. If yeah, they... maybe you can send me the link sure. or something. I, I I haven't heard of it ever before. I love the, I already love the name Slow Poetry Newsletter because mm-hmm. poetry is so fast. Sometimes you can't keep up. Yeah, well, this <laughs> is this. Uh, well, Dale Smith has this article about slow poetry. That's um, like and the I, slow a book food about movement? yeah. Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. how cool. Yeah. So um, this is issue number five, and yeah, it's great. 
it's great. It's just like a little um, one little poem that comes like on a little broadside. It's cool. Well, that sounds lovely. Yeah. I like the idea of that. I um, Two things I've been... Oh, sorry, Aaron, what about you? I should have asked you first. Um, I read a lot of um, theoretical political things, uh, which I won't talk about here. Um, but I I got uh, Chris's chapbook uh, last month, so I read yes. that. Um, the, his uh, Chris Johnson's chapbook, the series of uh, high buns. Stumbling high buns. Stumbly high buns. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so like, I'd recommend that if... if um, it was fun to read. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I read a lot of those. We did a workshop together um, uh, in the summer of, uh, not last summer, but maybe the summer before. I don't know. My, I, my t sense of time isn't great, but uh, in which some of those uh, haibun were discussed and uh, gone over it. So I, I enjoy his haibun quite a bit. So I'm glad to see that. And Frog Hollow Press, uh, I think they do a nice job. I also yeah, have the... Well uh, yeah, I have another chapbook, uh, Andy Fairbroom and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, David... Oh, I'm sorry, I've forgotten the other guy's name. Yeah, their chapbooks are beautiful. Yeah, they yeah. are, and they're out of, out uh, out west, I guess. They yeah, are. they're in BC. That's right, where a lot, so many good things come from. Yes, or so, go and come back. Yeah, that's it. Some <laughs> some go and come back. Some not so good. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, so uh, I, what I've read. Okay, first of all, I mentioned Mary Ruthless' book, My Private Property, which is really good. Mary is an American writer. It's oh, yeah. a, it's a little I ha, it's you know it reminds me a lot of Anne Carson's short talks. It's uh, oh, yeah. prose. Uh, you can call them essays. You can call them poems. I think she plays a lot with uh, those genres, and so she sort of expands. But there's a really great one on Christmas. There's another one called Pause, which is about uh, menopause. It's just it's also up on the Grant uh, website. So I, I just I, I'm always talking about how great that essay is, and I read it out loud to my husband, and he he found it very scary for understandable reasons. She says uh, at one point uh, the men menopausal woman wants to take a knife and stab her partner you know so it's just very it's it's a, it's a fun little read for those who are who are uh, approaching or or maybe have relatives or friends but the whole book is is quite is quite a great book it's uh, there's um some essays on blue sadness i think and purple sadness and so yeah i recommend that the other thing i had the pleasure of uh getting in the mail uh, not that long ago was art poetry magazines art in the end of times issue from fall of 2016 it, it's a really uh wonderful issue it's, i think it's maybe my favorite uh one uh, that i've i've read in some time uh, aside from poetry which i'll get to it's just chalk a block with compelling reads it has several essays that are, are really great. Um, ben Gallagher's Reports, Laments, Rituals, Rumors deals with the feelings of grief and doom after the loss of a loved one. Um, he, The quote that I wrote down is, the word apocalypse is Greek and means to uncover, which is also oh. very... And he, uh, he, in, he engages with the writing of various poets and things. Another essay that really, you have to read this essay, it's, it's Catherine Layton's I'm Riding Toward an Apocalypse, I think it's, it's mine. It's mine. It's, it's such a heartfelt piece about the inner misogynistic voice that can inhabit women. She talks about, uh, it's a personal narrative of being molested at 14 when she's in line at a department store. So it's a very personal thing. And uh, no, it's a wonderful, uh, I think it's an important essay for everyone to read. You have to buy the issue just for that. And you should subscribe anyway, if you can, or, or actually enter their contest and then get a subscription when you lose. Uh, so that's always, or even if you want to. That's how I get them. Yeah, yeah. that's how, well, you won the, the Diana Brebner. Don't talk to us. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. That's that's wonderful. Uh, Brecken Hancock. This essay is, this review essay is online. It's a review essay of Dear Leader by Damien Rogers. It's, it's so fun to read. Oh, I did read that. That actually. is great. Yeah. yeah. It's about reading the work while trying to soothe her crying six month year old son, whose name is Winter, which I just love. She And she weaves quotes from the book into her piece. The details of her description of post pregnancy is just so vivid and visceral. She's 
says, meat nippers, sorry, meat, oh, good Lord, meat nipples, sutured vulva, waterbed belly, everything's fucked. I binge read Dear Leader with a baby beside me, on me, my shirt fiber, fiberglass. There's ice between my legs and Roger's poems leak into me. Like, wow, wow, that's just so, I mean, that's, and I want to say it's so Brecken because she's got such visceral image, images in her in her work. And I, I, I love that essay. Uh, it's really good. Jonathan Ball, who's a great writer, has has what he calls a fictional essay. In other words, a story um, entitled Alea about um, a girl who uh, survives the apocalypse and then is reading as a way to kind of cope with everything. That's really it's funny and interesting. There's a there's something called Books for the Bunker, which is a list of recommendations for books to read during the apocalypse mm-hmm. by contributors and editors. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. For poems, uh, I, one of the things I like about literary journals is the chance to discover someone I've never heard of before. So. Alex, Alessandra Nacarato was someone really interesting. So she, her poems, it's about survival, interview with Ian Smith, beekeeper and downtown east side residents. Yeah, and she's also from, uh, she's associated with the Kootenai School of Writing. See, was, maybe maybe they just have magic in there. But like, here's a, here's a little quote from the poem. Insects aren't just creatures of instinct. They dance in the dark, collect followers. I love that. I love that. It's really great. And then the poem that I love of hers so much is 100 Ways to Die in Yellowstone, which is an abecedarian list poem that is frightful, exotic, fascinating, and funny at the same time. Yeah, so she's a writer and performer and teacher based on Salt Spring Island, and she's won several awards and is at UBC doing her creative writing MFA. So yeah, there she is. Jim Johnstone has this great poem called The Chemical Life about writing in limo while imbibing in certain chemicals. I read that one too. That's so great. great. It's doomy, right? As they trip to uh, the underworld, which is actually like Alberta or something. I think they, I had to look up the references in the the highway in Vanderhoof or something. I love his writing. I love his writing too. I've loved it for a while. He's he's read here a tree some time ago and he, I I enjoy his, uh, his, um, personality he seems like a great guy and is minimal with good sound play and weird imagery so glory or as near as i know it has been reached in these leather seats the codeine drip of women's fingers withdrawn to slow my speech that sound is just gorgeous e martin nolan's poem uh, 2.23 a.m., right as the world began to end, has a great opening line. Masturbator on a cracking iceberg, jizzing methane, you will die from the iceberg's death. I absolutely love that. Yeah, see, like that's, that's kind of stuff. You mentioned that in the first line, you already got them hooked, right? <laughs> Andy Fairbroom's The Critique of a Handsome Vacuum is full of the absurd wordplay I'm starting to recognize him for. Uh, it's always, it, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm developing kind of um, the same kind of uh, fangirl thing about his writing as I have about Adele Barkley and a few other oh, yeah. writers based on liter- I've, the work I've seen of theirs in literary journals and online and magazines. So reading his work is a pleasure for the mouth and mind. Stephen Rockwell, who is an Ottawa writer, has a has a poem called Conflicted Thoughts on Oil Presses Past and Future. And it show it, I think he shows poets how it's done right with his specificity because he has like at the cameo lounge sipping rhubarb stoli through a stage sage leaf. Like that's this is so specific, right? So he's in this poem, it's about a character named Phil, and there's a social critique going on in the poem. At the same time, there's a certain compassion and understanding for this guy who's not really focused on the sort of environmental issues of the day. And so that's quite good. And then there's Marianne Martin, The Child. It's an unusual poem that begins, I asked to be born. I picked my mother and father from the scared commuters on the train. Like that's that's a kind of anti-nostalgia poem, a story poem that makes you fascinated to know more. And she's from Nova Scotia, and she has work coming out with Frog Hollow Press. So we just keep hearing about Frog Hollow Press, but I, I highly recommend the new issue of um, 
art at the end of time. So I should also mention the art in the in the work is excellent too. Um, I can't remember the name of the photographer, but the, the one who takes the photos of uh, Chernobyl, who took the photos of Chernobyl, uh, David, something anyway. Really great, great stuff. So um, I think that's it for uh, current mm-hmm. reads. How about some news, Amanda? All right, news. <laughs> Let's see. I feel like we should have a ticker tape. Maybe we do. We'll see. But um, so Tree has moved back to Black Squirrel Books. We've talked about that before, and uh, that's that's uh, lovely news. Gallery 101 was had its uh, benefits, but it also had its uh, its well, it had its pluses and minuses, like everything else, I guess. So we will we're, we're, we're I'm back on the number one and seven mm-hmm. <laughs> again. Well, I haven't I haven't missed them, but I, I love that I love the environment of Black Squirrel Books. It's a it's a it's full of light, and mm-hmm. you can get drinks and, and things. And they've renovated a bit too. I haven't yeah. been there so since the workshop. Renovated. I think is going to be maybe downstairs. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure 100, percent but um, really? because it was always a little bit noisy upstairs. Yeah, they moved yeah. furniture around and stuff too. Yeah, I liked it when they had the the workshop sort of was in the front window though. So like you yeah. kind of that is nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, because uh, there's a gallery downstairs in the basement really? too now. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, PDA gallery. It's actually owned by a friend of mine that I grew up with in Elmer. Wow, and uh, so they have a they have an opening coming up next week in terms of events. But that whole black scroll space and now with the PDA, mm-hmm. it's really nice. That's a good. That sounds like a good combination. Yeah. that sounds mm-hmm. like they're getting. A, mm-hmm. They're getting cool. Eventually, maybe even uh, they'll have a bar in there sometime. Oh, that'd be great. Well, we, could, we could all use that. <laughs> a little bit of extra. So the other piece of news that I have, which is just something something silly I found on uh, Nerdist.com, is that uh, the, there's a new hybrid form. Pokemon Slam Poetry has begun. It features some of the most recognizable human characters from the Pokemon anime, revealing some impactful truths about their Poke-centric, Poke-centric lives. So I, I will post the link. <laughs> And you will you will watch at your you know discretion. That's all I can a, a say. A month or two ago, I saw Jenna Jarvis performing, and she had some Pokemon poems. There are people who are, and I I think that's great. So it's good to know. I, I haven't touched it. I'm gonna write some Dragon Ball Z poems. <laughs> do it, do it. I would love to read those. And I think that's uh, it for news, Amanda. Yes, that's it. Right? Anyone else have any news to share? All right. Our final section is calls for submissions, contests, and I've added fundraisers because sometimes we get uh, Kickstarter, Indiegogo type things as well. So the first one I have on the list with the deadline of January 15th, so get this ready, is the Quilliad's Press's second annual chapbook call. So it can be 10 to 20 pages of poetry and or flash fiction from a Canadian writer who's never had a chapbook or full-length book published. Not you, Aaron. You've had (laughs) chapbooks already published. That was your mistake, having chapbooks published. Yeah, that was a mistake. That's it. Speaking of, oh, that... On January 16th, um, mm-hmm. Inwards is having our call for submissions yep. for, um, we're doing a digital dating um, themed issue where we're going to have positive and negative experiences of uh, digital dating. So send anything to do with that to Inwards by January 16th. And then you're launching the issue on January 25th. You guys have nope, to... No, we're not launching the issue. Oh. We're launching Sarah's chapbook. Okay, so you're not launching... Oh, so I was wrong about we're, that. We're okay. launching it on Valentine's Day if any to be determined. Oh, It'll that's be like nice. a party launch thing. It could be an anti-Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fun. <laughs> okay, so the next one I have is January 30th, the Tree Press Chapbook Contest. And that's, according to the, the uh, site, this contest is for those who come to keep the seats warm at the tree reading series. Those 
those who come to the seed workshops or are regulars of the tree open mic readings. And the prize is now $250 and 10 copies of your chapbook. So that deadline is coming up on the 30th, and it's um, something you have to mail your, your chapbook in. So uh, mm-hmm. get that done. And uh, The 31st, uh, the main nerds having their uh, call for submissions. I'm not, I think it's just an open open call. Right, and I think, the, yeah, the main nerds, so they have a, a website. It's there. It's an online yep. Yep, publication. Uh, February 1st, 2017, the Malhat Review uh, 2017 Long Poem Poetry Prize. I, I can't remember the amount of money, but there's an entry fee for that. Also on the first is Arc Poetry Magazine's Poem of the Year, also an entry fee for that. And on the, this is a new one, actually. On February 1st, the, le- the deadline for the mm-hmm. League of Canadian Poets National Broadsheet Contest. And they have, um, it's a $10, or I think it's $10 for members and uh, maybe a little bit higher for non-members. But um, it's just basically you send them uh, one poem. That, I can't remember the number of lines, but I'll put the link. And uh, yeah, that, that one looks interesting. It's going to be published as a uh, poem for Poem in Your Pocket Day, which I think is in April. And they'll be part of a, a, a little booklet. So. So that one sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. In in locally, uh, on February third, the deadline from the Canadian Authors Association National Capital Writing Contest. So they're um, they um, they have it's for both I think fiction and poetry and short stories. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs> 